The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. Here with the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know the voice, you know the guy, you know who it is. It is me, really real, villain real, Terrell from Junior at your service. And it's the Thursday night football preview. So, you know, I got my guy with me. We're here reunited once again. Scott Studio Show. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Nice to be back for another Thursday night football episode. Uh, definitely been fun so far with going through the Thursday night matchups. Hopefully this one's a bit more high scoring than some of the other games we've had recently in prime time. I know mm. you were probably miserable watching the Monday night game, but we're not going to talk about that from a yeah. fan perspective. Uh, yeah. Overall last week was fun. Uh, made a decent amount of money uh, with uh, Rod when we did the show prop cast and the late afternoon games. So NFL was nice to me personally last week. Hopefully it carries over to week four. Yeah, no. And this NFL's been great. That Browns minus four and a half. Never sweated, never in doubt there. And even even got people who did a pleaser. If you did a pleaser with it, you got that late really killing the teasers on the Steelers right there. So yeah, no, that Browns, that Browns game, man. It was it just felt like a good spot for the Browns. It really did. Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, the under absolutely killed me in that game. I, I lost oh. the under before the lateral, so I wasn't, like, brutally, brutally bad beaten. But Tomlin kicking a field goal on fourth and inches didn't help. I'll tell you yep. that much. But I was sick. I ended up losing on the under, which wasn't fun. However, for the prop cast, I ended up giving out Njoku anytime touchdown at 4-1. to one, And I gave out uh, – I Chubb anytime touchdown, Chubb 84 and a half yards over – uh, that worked out well. So overall, yeah. solid game, but that total was my biggest bet, and that was not a fun time. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And we're about to talk about this week, but first we got to talk about win bet, and now it's perfect time for new customers who bet a $100 to get a $100 f- promotion, $100 free bet when you bet $100 if you're a new customer. Plus, the win bet casino is always open 24-7, so make sure you get in there use that deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is also live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, the WinBet Casino had WinBet has their own same game parlay feature, the Build Your Own Bet. So go in there, get in the tool shed, craft up these monster parlays. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know we sent you. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Officers at change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 order and present in the state where plate the winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Bonjour. We are talking about Babbel. Babbel, the place where you can learn 
a whole language in minutes, minutes at your fingertips on your device. Only need what 10 minutes to complete a lesson, 15. You can really adjust it to however you would like. You can do this on a commute, on a train. You can do this while you're walking the dog. You can do this while the kids are outside playing. Whatever is going on, you can utilize Babbel. So great. I've been using it because I've been trying to learn French after I took five years of French. Didn't know a thing. Now I'm using Babbel. I can say bonjour. It's really, really good. Look. Right now, go to 55% of your subscription, get up to 55% of your subscription, excuse me, up to 55% of your subscription. When you go to babble.com slash SGP, that's babble.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble is the language for life. All right, let's go ahead and, well, I should have had this pulled up already. But let's go ahead and talk about Thursday night football because we have the Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals. Dolphins 3-0, Bengals 1-2. and two. Game is right now 3.5. 3.5 point home favorite for the Cincinnati Bengals. Two minus 210 on the money line, plus 175 for the Miami Dolphins. 47 is the total Bengals. Injury report, Drew Sample looks like he's going to be out for this game. Lionel Collins is questionable with a back. DJ Reader, uh, his knee, he's he's supposed to miss a long period of time, but not the whole rest of the season. So DJ Reader on that defensive line, he's going to be out. And then if we scroll over to the Miami Dolphins, we have Jalen Waddle, who has a groin injury. He's questionable. Tua with that ankle, back, head, whatever they're calling it. He's questionable because uh, center questionable for the matchup. Hunter Long questionable. Raquan Davis questionable. Wow, this whole team is just like a big list of questionable. When you talk about Seaton Carter, Cedric Wilson, ribs and toe injury, he's questionable. And... A couple of offensive tackles up here. Terion Armstead is questionable with a toe injury. Brandon Jones' safety is questionable. You have Xavier Howard, who's questionable with that groin injury. And then, you, as you know, that Byron Jones is out on the pup list. And so that's the state of that secondary for the Miami the, the Miami Dolphins Brandon Jones Xavier Howard watch those guys and you know that Byron Jones is already out looky here that was really really long injury report for the Miami Dolphins by the way I wasn't sure if you were just going to read that off or if you were going to transition so it's kind of just yeah no I I went through most of it and I was just like look at this point I'm not reading all that but it's it's an extremely long report so make sure you go check out of that Miami Dolphins that team's nicked up a lot of it is is deaf players so I will say that a lot of it is their deaf players but that does make a difference when you're getting into you know a tough game shootout type of game where you need everybody on point at all times because that's what I ultimately I think this game kind of gets to I think this game can get into a shootout kind of territory I know we talk about primetime unders and just how crazy unders have been on the season thus far but I think this is a little bit close of a over game are the Dolphins for real like are the Dolphins really real I think the Dolphins are a solid football team for the record even though they just beat Buffalo I still think Buffalo is the much better football team. I'm just going to say that. I think Miami, though, is definitely a playoff caliber team. 
The issue that I wonder with the Dolphins is that besides, once again, the final quarter against the Ravens, basically the final 22 minutes of that Ravens game, I think two has been mediocre. Mm-hmm. And I think two is basically a game-managing quarterback who exploded once Baltimore secondary either A, got completely injured because I believe Humphrey missed two of the touchdowns. Peters was barely playing at that point because it was his first game back from a serious knee injury. And if you rewatch the actual touchdowns, the pass to Jasicki was nice. The pass to Waddle for the game winner was nice. Mm-hmm. Besides that, Hill and Waddle both were wide open by 30 yards in the other touchdown. So those weren't exactly difficult throws. I think this Miami team's good. But I will acknowledge that even though Tua had a phenomenal quarter, one of the best quarterback quarters of all time with that comeback against Baltimore, I'm still not sure how good this offense actually is. Mm-hmm. The defense has battled. It did a very good job last week of bending and not breaking. It gave up 400-plus passing yards to Buffalo, but it had a couple of nice goal line and short yard stands there at the end and ended up winning the game. So I think Miami's a good team. I'm not picking them to win a Super Bowl or anything, but they should make the playoffs. I'm still picking Buffalo to win the division. What do you think? I I want to say that they're not legit. I really, really do. It depends on how you define legit, because I think they're legitimately a playoff team, but I'm not yeah, picking them to no. make the AFC title game. No, but that's what, that's what I'm – well, I'm more of just saying legit as they're just a really – like. You know, not just a good team, but a bet like a better team. I think they're a solid team, but I'm not picking them in the top five power rankings. Like I don't think they're an elite team, but they're good. No, see, I have them in my top five in power rankings. You do, okay. I do. Yeah. Or maybe right now. I mean by season's end. I don't think Oh well, yeah. Season's end, it could be anything. But as of right now, I I absolutely have them in my I have them in my top three, to be honest. And that's just a you know, a little teaser of our power rankings coming out. But I had the Dolphins in my top three. I think they're I think they're playing ball right now like that's all you can for whatever reason uh freaking mike mcdaniels i don't even know how to explain this man's demeanor <laughs> did you uh did you see the clips of uh him talk or it was mentioned how he used to break out alan iverson film to talk about wide receiver routes i just can't imagine that i just can't imagine him doing anything fun like did you see did you see the clip <laughs> no i didn't there was a clip of uh it was hawkins i think the former browns receiver when he was still on the team as like an assistant coach and he was talking about how they brought in film of an alan iverson crossover and they were talking to the receivers about using your whole body kind of like how a crossover is executed. And I thought it was very, very fascinating. So, no, I actually think he's kind of fun. Brought a basketball footage to talk to the wide receivers. I kind of liked it. He's unorthodox. He's a mad scientist. I don't think his eyes are ever open. It feels like he's, like, on a crazy high all the time. He's a mad scientist. I kind of like it. You know, he thinks outside the box. Either way, he's doing what it needs to be done. He's doing what needs to be done in that Miami Dolphins team. And if on the other side of ball – the Bengals look like they've had a, a Super Bowl hangover from hell. You know, when you talk about getting upset by the Steelers first game of the season, shot out Steelers money line, getting upset by the Cowboys in a game where they didn't even have their starting quarterback. Yeah, you handled business against the Jets, but you were supposed to do that. This team, thus far in the season, they've been a little bit disappointing. So, it makes it interesting that the Bengals are favored here. I just feel like the Dolphins aren't getting respect for them being a solid team. I can understand that this was one, maybe two, but we're get, 
I'm seeing fours. I'm seeing three and a halves. Like, yeah, I like the Dolphins plus four. I think the Dolphins are a solid team. The question that's going to be is that secondary and how is that defense going to handle up with Byron Jones being out for right now? And then you have, you know, a nicked up secondary. I think that Joe Burrow is going to feast. But I think that this Miami Dolphins offense can get behind this defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. We heard Tyreek Hill calling his shot with Eli Apple. They've been had that, that back and forth on social media. Now he's calling his shot. And I think this whole team is going to get up for this game. I just, maybe it's not cold yet in Ohio. I don't think I'm not really worried about Tua in the cold right now. Give me, give me Miami plus four. I think this is a field goal shootout type of game. I think the main reason why Cincinnati is favored by so much is because of the injury report that you just mentioned. And Miami's missing basically their entire secondary. That's yeah. for me, the main reason why they're expecting Burrow to just pick apart this defense. And I understand that angle. The issue is you mentioned, well, Collins is banged up. The offensive line wasn't very good. Anyway, Miami might generate a bunch of pressure. And I do think that if they can pressure Burrow, like we've seen Burrow get pressured so far this season, those interceptions, Oh, besides the interceptions, I just don't know if it matters how good your secondary is when your receivers don't have time to get open. Yeah. So I feel like you can make a case either way. I understand your point with Miami and how it seemed like they're disrespected. I'm going to view it from a trappish perspective. I see Mm -hmm. three and a half at some spots. I'm actually going to lean to Cincinnati. I don't think I'm going to bet the side because I do think this game can go either way. But the fact that Cincinnati is favored in this spot after Miami just beat arguably the best team in the league, I find kind of fascinating. I think they're daring you to take Miami. I'm going to lean to Cincinnati if I had to pick a side, but I'm, there's no chance I'm going to bet it with my own money. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, this is tricky. This this line is is very tricky, and it just feels like like I'm not surprised if the Dolphins go out there and get a win. I'm not. So I'm, I'm just kind of – why is this four? Like yeah, I just watched it go up. So and now more books have four than three and a half. Now three and a half is the number you're searching for. So I I I don't know. This is confusing. But do we agree that this is a shootout kind of game? I actually don't know if I feel that way. Besides the fact the primetime games have mostly been going under, I just have question marks about Miami's offense overall. Because once again, besides the explosion in the fourth quarter against Baltimore, it's been a pretty mediocre team offensively and defensively Miami's banged up, but Cincinnati can't block anybody. So mm-hmm. I actually do wonder if it's going to be a shootout game. I think you might see a decent amount of field goals, but for a shootout is in 50 something points. I don't know if I see that because even yeah. with a banged up roster, Miami really did a great job of buckling down defensively in the red zone. And they only held Buffalo to what? 19 points. Yeah, no, that that was my point. And then I was sitting here and to go, you know, challenge you on the offense a little bit. They played a, a pass defense that's always is typically good. And Belichick always dials up against first year head coaches. And they played the Bills, who have a really good defense in their own right now. That secondary was banged up to hell last game. They're but... missing six starters. That's kind of why yeah. I mentioned how Miami's offense wasn't overly impressive. No, I think they it only not... ran 39 points. Yeah. I don't know. I think ah, I think that offense. Could, I think both offenses get going in this one. I think this is kind of goes against the prime time under this game. I ah, 
this is a weird game. Like it's this a very, a very third, weird game. Yeah, it's a weird game. These two teams playing each other on a Thursday night. It just it feels like this is like a random Sunday one o'clock game or something like that. Well, you alluded to it though, because Cincinnati took care of business against the Jets, which they were supposed to do. I don't think Cincinnati's offense is fixed by any means. No, I don't either. So I, I don't know, know if I want to take an over. I just think that. that I think both defenses are gonna get exposed. I think both defenses are gonna get exposed this game. I think Cincinnati's defense might be low-key nice. Mm, I don't know. If you look at their numbers, they've really been good. The uh, Steelers game, they gave up 23. They played an extra 10 minutes, and there was a pick six involved, and they lost the turnover battle 5-0. So Pittsburgh got a decent amount of short fields. The Cowboys game, they were not good in the first half. I don't think a... they played any good offenses. Could yet. be. I mean, that yeah. could be true, too. I'm just throwing it out there that I think Cincinnati's defense is pretty good, and Miami's offense... I think for the most part has been mediocre, but because of how the Baltimore game ended, their stock is way too high. And I think they're a little bit overrated as a unit. All right. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to link to the under, but I think that mm-hmm. we disagree on pretty much everything about this game because we don't really yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Nobody knows anything with Dave Sharpens and nobody knows the shit. And you mentioned the injury report. I don't know who's going to play for for these teams. You mentioned 40 guys on Miami. I don't know who's going to play. Yeah, no, for real. All right. Bird to give, give you some more content. First, we got to talk about No House Advantage and the most dy- they are the most dynamic fantasy sports platform. Pick'em contest. You get $250,000 for a prize in a pick'em contest. Like, come on, people. Cash. You're getting cash money. Download the app. Choose a contest. Select your player prop. Earn points. And climb the leaderboard you can get from, you know, play the house and get 20 times the money you put in. Five player props from NBA. It don't even got to be NBA. It could be NFL. It could be MLB. It could be PGA. It could be MMA. It could be NASCAR. Not college football, college basketball yet. Got to talk to them about that. But you got all the other stuff. And guess what? No house advantage. Right now, you can get signed up and you can use our promo code SGPN. And you will get a first deposit match up to $25. You can download the app or go to nohouseadvantage.com. We're also brought to you by promoguide.us. Yes, the best place to go get plus EV betting strategies. They have a VIP Discord group that you can get in there, get all this EV stuff right at your fingertips. Look, if you're not using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out. Go promo guy. They're just like us, small team of degenerates, passionate sports fans. Go promo guy.us. Check out their system for betting smarter. Check out promo guy.us. We're also brought to you by Oz Trader, number one place to compare Oz from all the major sports books. You can compare different sign-up codes, promotion codes. They have key game stats, player stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, a bet tracker, everything you need. Go to ostrader.com slash bluewire. Ostrader, number one site for your game day bets. All right, Scott. First touchdown. I'll let you go ahead and kick it off this time. Where, where are you going with first touchdown? So, first touchdown, I am going to go to a Cincinnati player to start off with. And I'm going to go with a guy who should have had a touchdown last week. They didn't challenge it, but I thought he got into the end zone. I'm going to go T. Higgins. And I think he has good value there. Truth is, a lot of people haven't really acknowledged it, but Jamar Chase has really not been that good this year. And mm-hmm. people are waiting for the breakout game, but we haven't seen it yet. Meanwhile, Higgins has been pretty consistent. And I do think based on the fact that Chase is always going to be viewed as the number one receiver, rightfully so, 
because mm-hmm. he was incredible last year. I do think Higgins is undervalued in a lot of spots because he's extremely dependable and he's always matched up on the second corner instead of the first one. And he's a lot better than the second corner about 90% of the time. But if you want to look at the overall odds for him to be the first touchdown score, maybe you can find better odds. I see Higgins to be the first score at roughly 850. Do you see anything better than that? Higgins, I see 9 to 1. Okay. So 9 to 1. I definitely like that option. I think that he's a guy who's going to catch probably six plus passes in this game. And he's also a big body. So he can be used in the red zone. He should have had one against the Jets. They ended up not challenging, as I said before. But I do think if you don't want to take Chase at 650 or so, which I think is horrible odds for a wide receiver, I'm not interested in. Mixon, I'm not interested in. I think if you want to go for a somewhat favorite, but also with decent odds, I'll take Higgins at 9-1. to one. All right. Do you want and, to alternate and... or do you want to just uh... – No, no, drop, drop everybody you got. Okay. So first one I just said, Higgins, I'll go with him at 9-1. to one. Uh, I feel like I'm obligated to consider Waddle at around uh, 10 to 1, or uh, I'm just looking quickly to see if there's a better uh, price I could find. Uh, Yeah, I found Waddle roughly at 10 to 1. I think that's definitely worth a shot because he's been incredible. Mm -hmm. And Hill really only had the second half against Baltimore. He really has been a non-factor. You mentioned how he called out Eli Apple. We'll see what happens with that matchup. But the point is Hill's basically done – Nothing noteworthy besides the second half against Baltimore. While Waddle's been consistently targeted, so I do think that he has some value there at around ten to one. Do I want to take Chase Edmonds? That's really the question because he had two touchdowns last week, but he only had six carries. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can take that just because of the limited workload that he actually had. Uh, who else am I tempted by? You know what? I'll go for a long shot here. Give me Drew Sample at 50-1 to for the Bengals. Uh, They occasionally run some two tight end sets. Sample occasionally gets some play action pass work. I think 50-1 to is not a bad deal. I'll tell you that much. And I think that he could potentially catch a pass for a touchdown. So So give me me Drew Sample. His name, I see his name up here as an availability, but right now he's listed as out. I don't know what the status of him is for this game. So there is a possibility that Drew Sample is out for this one. Okay, well, let me just see if I can get some uh, update. The point is, even if he is out in the end, then maybe look for his replacement. But -hmm. I think if you can find a low-budget tight end, uh, actually, no, he's just going to be out. Apparently, he completely destroyed his knee. I thought he he banged it up. He's out several months. Yeah, my bad. So he's still listed here, so that's kind of messed up. But either way... Uh, don't take sample. That's what I was trying to tell you. Uh, I'm trying to think of who the backup tight ends are for the Bengals right now. Uh, sorry, just give me one yeah, second. I think it's uh, a sigh from the Patriots. Uh, could be. But the point is, sample, when he was healthy, the Bengals would use him a decent amount. And I do think with Hurst being the main tight end, you can maybe find a sigh or Mitchell Wilcox, uh, who might end up splitting some snaps there. But if you want a long shot, a sigh is 80 to 1. Yeah. Yeah. Wilcox so. is 40 to one. I mean, if you want to go for the next man up mentality. Yeah. I think you'd take a shot there, hope for a play action on the one yard line and find a tight end in the flat. Why not? Yeah. So I'm just going like, we can use that and in transition into my first touchdown. Of course I'm going both quarterbacks. So 30 to one for two 28 to one for Joe Burrow. They're, the, the price on that is just insane. 
But for my other Bengals player, you know, using a Ryan Kramer method, it was 100% going to be Mitchell Wilcox at 40 to 1 because Mitchell Wilcox, don't look now, out last week he outsnapped Hayton Hurst 39 26. So Hayton Hurst was getting a vast majority of the snaps for the first two weeks of the season, wasn't even close. Week two, Hayton Hurst had 57, Wilcox had 19. Now 26-39 in favor of Wilcox. Dare I say, with Drew Sample, you know, being out last week and missing all rest of the time this season, does Mitchell Wilcox come in as the second quarter, the second tight end? It looks like a three-headed monster right now with Asai as well. But yeah, give me Mitchell Wilcox 40 to 1. And then for my other Dolphins player. By the, by the way, sorry, just to go through the actual snap percentages uh, for the tight ends in week three. Uh, Hurst played 38%. Wilcox played 57%. And Asai, or, or Asai however you want to pronounce it, uh, is 35%. So even as a arguably a third string tight end, Asai only played 3% fewer snaps than yeah, no. Aiden Hurst and Wilcox played 57%. So for value, that's kind of why it took Njoku to score any time last week on Thursday night. It's because he was playing 90% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. If you're on the field, you got to at least consider taking a shot there. And for a guy who's on the field, arguably for half the snaps, you're getting roughly 40 to one or so on Wilcox and 80 to one on the other tight end, you might see some red zone work. I don't mind both those plays for at least a long shot play. Yeah, and I, I think that – I think – I don't know. I mean, that game got a little out of hand with the Jets, so you could have that angle of it. But I think that they kind of want to just, instead of locking in on a second tight end, just let them rotate in and out and let the better man rise to the crop. So I think that you could see good work from all three of these tight ends mainly Hayden Hurst probably, but the other two will definitely be worked in there somewhere. So do you want to make a case for Miami defense because of the offensive line or no? No, no, I'm not really. So no, I have a reasoning for Miami defense, but we'll talk about that later. Trent Sherfield, wide receiver 30 to one. He got a little bit of a banged up Jalen Waddle. He should go in this game. Don't think it's anything. We'll see how limited he is. Sheffield's been on been the third wide receiver all this year. He's getting the snaps. I think he just can get the opportunity. Let's say that he gets the random first touchdown that everybody is crying about that says that how who is this guy? Why are you throwing at this guy? So we'll we'll throw Trey in there 30 to 1. Uh do you have anybody else you want to mention or is that no? I think that's yeah, that's it. That's it for me. All right. Let's talk props. Otherwise, Let's talk sample, the props. sample part, I knew he, I knew he got injured, but I can't believe he was listed. I figured a sportsbook listed. Yeah, him no, he was gonna play. yeah, there's That's no reason wild. he should be listed. He definitely like they definitely say he's out for months. So yeah. <laughs> you can take his name down for real. It's OK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's hilarious that people are still betting him. They're probably taking the money like, all right, we'll take your money. And, I'm, well, you I'm know. assuming if they don't play, you just get refunded. But it's a waste of time no matter how you slice it. All right, player props. What's you got some props for us this one? What's a what's a prop you like? So to go through some props, I am going to start off with the actual passing props. And right now, I know one book doesn't have anything listed for Tua, which I find a little bit weird. I'm not really sure why Tua is not listed at all. But the point is, I, mean, I am going to look technically questionable. He is uh, technically questionable. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to Joe Burrow. Uh. 
I'm going to take Burrow anyway. I'm trying to think of what prop I want to take first. I'm going to go with the longest completion. I see roughly 37 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit too low uh, based on the fact that Miami's secondary is beaten to hell and back. And I do think with Higgins and with Chase, they could break one. But I do think that this number seems a little bit low since mm-hmm. Burrow could just air it out. And all it takes is one. I know last week he had the massive completion to Tyler Boyd and that cashed, I believe, in the first half. But I do think when you're dealing with a banged up secondary and you still have a very solid receiving core, if Burrow's going to put up a decent showing in terms of yards, he's going to have a couple of big plays. Mm-hmm. And I know Burrow is willing to take shots with his elite receivers down the uh, – really just looking at the overall matchups that they have. And uh, the Boyd pass was a 56-yarder. I think that Miami's defense, we saw give up 400 passing yards to Buffalo. I like Burrow longest completion over 37 and a half. I think at some point somebody gets free. Yeah, I think I, so my first part was similar. I did longest completion, but I went on the wide receiver side. Okay. And I'm, I'm on, this this is the Jamar chase. Yeah. I'm on, this is the Jamar chase game. I think that this secondary is beat up. The secondary is hurt. And if there's ever a game that you want to get your star wide receiver going in, it's this one, especially on a primetime Thursday night. So I like Jamar Chase's longest completion, uh, longest reception. I mean, longest reception over 25 and a half yards minus 114. I think Jamar Chase burns down the field, gets a big one. This is the this is the breakout game for Jamar Chase. This is the game where you go and you're playing against Jamar Chase and you get there after Thursday night, you're like, dang, how am I about to pull this out? Cause he has such a big advantage on me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're waiting for Chase to have that moment. I know he caught a touchdown at the end of the Jets game. It's also po- possible that sauce Gardner is potentially a top 10 corner in the league already. And he's played yep. three games. Yep. I mean, he's absolutely sick. <laughs> so, Very much so. I, I do think that Chase will have a much easier go of it here. But it's also kind of going to segue me into another prop that I am looking for. And I find it a little bit weird that his number is in the 60s because I really don't think he's been that effective so far this season. And with Cincinnati's bad offensive line, it's really impacted the ground game. And they haven't done anything since the Steeler game, and that went to overtime and Mixon at 27 carries. But the two games after, Mixon had 19 carries for 57 yards against the Cowboys. And last week, in a win, in a positive game flow for a running back, as they won by 15, he had 12 carries for 24 yards, and his number is 64 and a half. I'm taking the under on mixing rushing yards because this offensive line, now Collins might not play. They've really not protected anybody, especially the ground game. I see 65 and a half, actually. I'm going to take the under there on mixing at 114. Do you expect Mixon to get it going? Because it seems like Cincinnati's tried and they've decided to just pivot completely to the passing game. Yeah, I I think I think they probably try to they probably say that, hey, we need to get him going and they probably give him extra work. But yeah, and I don't think it's gonna work against this Miami front. I mean, they're pretty they're not, you know, world beaters against the run, but there's pretty middle of the road. And I don't think that this is this could potentially be taken out of game script too, because what if Miami comes out here early high power throwing touchdowns you're going to be thrown to keep up and i'm not so certain that mixing on the ground is going to be a thing that gets it done against this miami defense and we also just saw buffalo through for 400 plus yards and miami secondary is beaten to hell and back so 
Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the coaching staff might just abandon the run quickly because there should be a ton of mismatches with the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I see a very, very pass-heavy script for Burrow in this game because of how depleted the secondary is for Miami. All right. I'll give you another prop. I don't see this... many Miami props, though, because two is potentially yeah, questionable. Yeah, that's, so that's we're the, and that's kind of throwing everything off. And so it's really coming off from the Bengals' side, but that's fine. Well, give me Tyler Boyd, total receptions over three and a half. He's beaten his prop twice this season already. And I think that they're going to be in the game script. I think that either way, whether they're ahead or whether they're behind, they're going to want to take take advantage of matchups. I think that their Dolphins are going to dial up some blitzes and dial up some pressure trying to get Joe Burrow off his edge. And Tyler Boyd has been his handsies guy, kind of a little of a PPR, quick get the ball out quick kind of guy. So, yeah. Give me Tyler Boyd over three and a half receptions minus one forty eight. I like it. I think that he comes down with four or five. Yeah, I, I think that definitely after last week when he kind of broke out, so to speak, with that large catch, that the coaching staff should give him more opportunities. And as I said before, the game script should feature a lot of pass attempts mm-hmm. because of the fact that Miami secondary is destroyed. And that's also why the last prop I'll give out is Joe Burrow over. 34 and a half pass attempts. I think that number is way too low to go through the numbers this season. Pittsburgh in week one. Yes, it went to overtime, but he attempted 53 passes week two against Dallas. He attempted 36 and week three, he attempted 36. So he's gone over in every game and now they might abandon the run because of their opposing defense, missing half their corners. I'm going to like the over because I think Burrow might chuck it around 40 times. Yeah. That's why I'm just like, the the over for the game just feels good because I think that the how are you not how do you not go into this game and take advantage of both of these secondaries? I think you have to, but I just yeah. think Miami's red zone defense might be good enough to get stingy when it needs to. So you might see a, a couple long field goal drives, kind of like the first half of that Dallas game yesterday, where mm-hmm. it was six three at the half, but you barely punted because each team just went down the field and kicked the field goal. I think you could see one of those games, but. I am going to go with Burrow to have a pretty decent game. I'm going to mention him in my DFS lineup in a bit. But the point is, I do expect a lot of pass attempts. I don't expect much, I'd say, work for Mixon in the ground game. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm annoyed because we got no Dolphins props because two is questionable. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. My last prop, I'm going to go to Joe Burrow. I'm going to talk bad about him this time. Give me Joe Burrow, two throw and an interception. Yes, minus 102. I know he's been clean for a couple of games after that four interception game, but I expect for them Miami to be dialing up a pressure, knowing that their secondary is banged up. They know this secondary is banged up. They know that they can't hold these receivers for that often. I think that they're going to dial up a bunch of pressure and Joe Burrow has shown that they can falter under that offensive line a couple of times. I think that it gets to them and whether it's a batted ball, tip drill, anything like that, I think we get that interception out of Joe Burrow on Thursday night. So give me an interception minus 102. On the pass attempts are going to help because he's going to probably attempt 40 plus passes. So yep. I'm still a little salty. I lost a bet on Sunday live. I live bet Kyler to throw a pick at plus 290. And he <laughs> attempted like 58 passes and he just didn't throw a pick, which really annoyed me. But yeah, that's it's insane. all about volume. If you can maximize your chances, then it's worth taking. And if you can get roughly close to even money for a mm-hmm. guy that we think is going to attempt 40-something passes, yeah, they could have intercepted Allen like three times last week. He made a couple of really dangerous throws and just none of them ended up landing in a defender's hands. 
But all it takes is one. That's all it takes. Just one before we get into our opportunity for one of us to win a million dollars. I got to get us paid one last time and talk about the Elias game plan app from the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports. This app is great because it is absolutely a leaps and bounds. You are getting ahead of the competition in fantasy. You're getting ahead of the books. It's giving you everything you need to go out there and craft your perfect parlay, your perfect fantasy lineup, all of that head-to-head team comparisons, league-validated news, stats, player news. You're getting expert game analysis. Everything you need is literally a premier app. They have a chat function where you can talk directly to the researchers so you can get the information you need when you're trying to make a big decision, whether it's fantasy, whether it's betting. doesn't matter. That Download the Elias Game Plan app now. That's E-L-I-A-S. Get 15% off your annual subscription when you use Code SGPN15, SGPN15, finalized game plan sports betting app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. We're also brought to you by FUBU TV, where you can watch football. Like, you can watch football. You can watch college football. You can watch pro football. We can watch NFL Red Zone. All of it at no extra charge in 4K. You can do cloud-based DVR, so you can go back and catch the games you missed. Or even guess what just guess what no contract no commitment nothing like that you have over a hundred live channels live sports channels that you can watch entertain all of that stuff fraction of the price of cable right now you can try fubu tv free seven days and get 15 percent off your first month just go to fubu tv.com slash sgp that's fubu tv f-u-b-o-t-v.com slash sgp all right let's talk about it let's talk about these million dollar lineup here scott i'm gonna let you go first who's in your captain slot for your showdown lineup so for the captain spot i thought about burrow i was going to do some type of stacking with burrow because i just think the past attempts are going to be there however i am going to go with a personal i'd say sleeper pick to go with a MVP spot if you want the game if the game flow goes right you should be in a decent spot to make some money I'm gonna go T Higgins and I think that he's got value because of the fact that if you go through his numbers this season he's been consistent he ended up having 71 yards and a touchdown against Dallas he had five receptions for 93 yards against the Jets he should have had a touchdown with that but they ended up not challenging and he also got a little bit banged up so he didn't play much in the second half he had most of those 93 yards basically at halftime And then he got a little bit banged up. But according to reports, he was a full participant in practice with a toe injury. So he's back to normal. But I think that Higgins is really in line for a very good game. And you called this game being the chase breakout game. I'm not sure if we get it or not. But I think Higgins has been reliable. He's also been targeting the red zone a decent amount. I think there is a certain script involved or possible where Higgins could go for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I think that there's a chance he goes for 100-plus yards. He gets a really favorable matchup against the second or third corner for Miami, but the really the fifth corner because everyone else is hurt. I like Higgins having a big game here. And while most people take Burrow or Tua in the captain slot, we've seen a lot of the big money winners for DFS, especially in showdown lineups, relying on some obscure options. 
I think Higgins is extremely talented, and I like the idea of him probably being in the MVP spot, what, maybe like 3%, 4%? Because most people will pick mm-hmm. Chase or Burrow or I think probably or... a little bit more than that. But yeah. Okay, so maybe 5%. I'll take a shot there. Give me Higgins there to be the MVP. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking. I'm rock chalk, baby. Jamar Chase, I think I'm just going to get behind it and say this is the Jamar Chase breakout game. The point is we're taking yeah. wide receivers because we yeah. think that Miami secondary's got problems. Yeah, and I think that, again, I said it's going to be a shootout, and I like Jamar Chase just like you like T. Higgins, and I think it's really just, hey, let's see who gets lucky this game and who's the person that's going to get behind the defense more. It can be either or. So just to be different than you, I'll take Jamar Chase. Who is your second? So my second one is going to be Burrow. I'm going with the stack. Uh, I know Mm -hmm. that most people want to try to avoid using the high-salary quarterbacks because they're going to be on basically 100% of rosters. I don't have a choice. Miami's secondary is so bad at this point that Burrow's passing yards. He should go north of 300. I think he has a pretty decent game. The one concern is sacks. But luckily, Burrow doesn't get punished for that. Only, you know, the team does because they have to – deal with harder third down conversions, et cetera, but it doesn't go against his passing yards. Yep. So I think Burrow, even if he gets hit a couple times, to still put up good numbers. And with Higgins or with Chase or even Boyd, they just have a lot of weapons. And the fact that Cincinnati's favored makes me believe that the odds makers are really anticipating Burrow to just carve up this defense like a hot knife through butter. And that's going to happen. Give mm-hmm. me Burrow to have a good game. Yeah, I got Burrow, too, in my lineup as well. I also have Tyler Boyd as another player. So we talked about that Miami, and since we're just banging on Miami secondary right now. No, we I have, have to. Boyd. You're wondering why Miami's an underdog yeah. after beating Buffalo. It's because of the secondary. That's the main reason. And I like Tyler Boyd as a – I like him to get a lot of possessions. I like him to be kind of that guy that he looks for – and short yardage situations or when he's desperate he needs to dump the ball off really quickly if it's not going to mix and it's going to Tyler Boyd Tyler Boyd trying to break out last game I think this is the game where he kind of walks out of here with five six maybe even seven catches and a whole bunch of stuff maybe not a whole bunch of yards possibly not a whole bunch of yards but I think a lot of catches near the line of scrimmage yeah uh, I definitely think that it's a possibility I did not pick Boyd because I'm just a, a little bit worried about, you know, him still not getting many touchdowns because of Higgins and Chase being there. I originally had Waddle on here at mm-hmm. roughly, uh, you know, whatever book you're using or whatever DFS yeah, provider prices. you're using. But I thought about Waddle just because I like the consistency. Hill, I still think, is a little bit too boom or bust for me because, once again, besides basically the fourth quarter, he hasn't really done anything for this mm-hmm. team. Waddle's been a consistent 100-yard guy. I am kind of wondering if I should consider pivoting to Chase because one book has them at the same price. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, I have Waddle. I just think that he's going to also pick apart a pretty underwhelming secondary for Cincinnati, and I do think he should find separation. Miami targets him all the time in the red zone, so he has touchdown upside as well. I went with Waddle. But you could talk me into Chase. Maybe I'll flip it at some point. Well, you went Waddle. I went Hill because Tyreek Hill told us. He told us what he was going to do. He told Eli Apple, hey, you guys come see me now. Like, you got to come see me now. He told us what he was going to do. I'm going with Tyreek Hill. I know he's boomer bust. 
I'm just going to hope it's boom. I think I hope that it's a boom week. I'm still very into the chalky part of this lineup where if all things go well for how my game script is for the game, the big players win. And there's going to be some shorter players that we're about to talk about that if they get into the end zone or they do anything special, that can be your million dollar lineup right here. But I'm I'm just not going to differ. I'm keeping the big guys in the game. So you have Waddle and you have Higgins. I have Chase. I have Hill. What is your next player? So my next player is actually going to be the secret weapon for most people's million-dollar lineups. I'm taking a kicker. I'm going to take McPherson. And I I feel like it definitely makes a lot of sense because, first of all, he's an incredible kicker. And he's money in the bank basically every time. I know in week one it didn't go that well. You had a bad snap. You had a blocked extra point. There were some it other. It was a tight end too. It was a tight end that was do as their long snapper because their long snapper got hurt. Yeah, there was a lot involved in the process that didn't exactly go well. That I'm not going to blame McPherson for, but he's an incredible kicker. And if you look at the common theme, we think Cincinnati is going to move the ball. And mm-hmm. McPherson going through the last couple of weeks, even with that fiasco with Pittsburgh, he had eight points against Dallas. He had 13, and against the Jets, he had 10. So he has had double digits in each of the last two games. And I do think that if Cincinnati is going to move the ball, maybe Miami's defense once again gets a little bit stingy in the red zone and the Bengals have a lot of faith in their kicker. I think McPherson has value. I'm going to take him. All right. I didn't go with a kicker, but I tried to be unorthodox. I I wanted to do something different. I did think about special teams. Okay. Now, when you look at, the Dolphins and their special teams. They have Raheem Mostert at kick return. Why would they do that? Why? Is that a win, that? Is that a win horse question or are you actually asking that question? Win horse Why question. would they do that? Win, win horse question. Okay. Why, why would they do that? Very, very strange. Strange things going on there in Miami. But look at this. Raheem Mostert has touches in the red zone in every single game this season. He is the kick returner for this team. He's incredibly explosive. I'm talking about five yards per carry explosive. Mike McDaniels has been saving a dial up for Raheem Mostert. At some point, he's going to call Raheem Mostert, and he's going to call his number all game. There could be a possibility that that is this game. I thought, hey, let me go to special teams and I'm trying to win a million-dollar lineup. I didn't want the defense because I thought it was going to be a shootout, so how can I get points on special teams if it's not the defense? I'm going to take the player. Give me Raheem Mostert here. He was pretty cheap, too, especially for a backup uh, running back. I think Raheem Mostert has multiple ways that he can find himself in the end zone and help boost up this team. Yeah, I think that Mostert's also going to be tempting if you're going for the Millie because of the low the low roster amount or the low uh, ownership, ownership he's going to have. Yeah. I, I just don't think there's going to be many people that target him, especially after Edmonds had two touchdowns last week. So I think if you want to go for a buy low candidate, that's an option. Mm-hmm. I was originally considering Miami's defense solely for the sacks. The issue was they recorded four against Buffalo, but they still only had seven fantasy points. So that's not good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, I thought about because I do think they could pressure Tua, but I'm also not sure if I really want to bother. Cincinnati did have 16 points against the Jets last week with four sacks, two interceptions, and two fumbles. So 
maybe Cincinnati. It's worth a shot there. If I want to go touchdown upside, I'll go with a jump ball threat in the red zone. I'll take Jasicki. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had the greatest overall season so far. I'm aware of that. He did have a touchdown and 41 yards against Baltimore. You're expecting points. The more that we talk about this game, the more I'm expecting points. But I know Jasicki's a jump ball guy. I think that he definitely could perform relatively well. The problem is he only had 40% of the snaps last week. Mm-hmm. And Smith or Smythe had a 79%. So I thought about Jasicki, but now I'm kind of pivoting because I do like the snap percentage for Smythe. And Smythe is only at 6,000. He's 1,400 cheaper than Jasicki. I think maybe that could be worth a shot. He got mm-hmm. three. He got targeted three times, but you're wondering about the actual touchdown upside there. At the end of the day, I think I am going to go Cincinnati defense. I like the prospect of a team that can pressure the quarterback. Cincinnati does that with Hendrickson. They got some. They got some options. But since I think Cincinnati's offense is going to explode, I'm not sure how Miami's defense is offense is going to do. I mean, but if Miami has to play catch up, you might see some interceptions. I'll go with Cincinnati defense. I like the fact that this team has really not gotten burned at any point so far this season. Now, I will admit they have not played the greatest offenses so far, but I do think that they could perform well here and maybe even score a defensive touchdown. I'll take the Bengals. The salary I see for the book I'm using is Mm 8,500. I'll take them. But I am keeping an eye on the Miami tight ends. Maybe one of them could win somebody a million dollars if they score a touchdown. Maybe, but yeah. I'll go Cincinnati defense. All right. My last player, I'm going with Trent Sherfield. Back again, third wide receiver. I expect them to exploit that secondary. I expect them to throw the ball. And I'm just going, he was 1,400 where I got him at. And I think that was great. One, to get a very, very low value person, low ownership person, but he's on the field. He gets the opportunity. If he gets the opportunity, that's a chance for fantasy points. So, yeah, give me Sherfield. Hopefully he gets into the end zone. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that if you are expecting him to get more snaps because of a Waddle injury or maybe just the fact that they like what they've seen from him in practice and in the games, you're looking at a guy who might receive a decent amount of edge to him because people might not be having him in enough lineups. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our lock and anytime touchdown for this game. Scott, well, no, me. Let me mess up the mojo here. We've been doing pretty good with these two. Let's go with for my lock. Hmm. I'm I'm just gonna go all in on the Jamar Chase game. And I didn't give out the prop yet, but I'll just go ahead and give it out for my lock. Give me Jamar Chase over the 74 and a half receiving yards, minus 114. I think this is a 100-yard game for Jamar Chase. Okay. Anytime touchdown. Let's see. Let's see. I want to give you value. There's no value in taking Chase. I was high on Sheffield. He's down there. I like Mostert to get in as well. Let's go. Oh, man. Uh, Who did I do? Patrick Mahomes last time? Did a quarterback last time? Oh, Joe Burrow's five to one. That's he could really, he really could be have a rushing game with that defensive front. 
and not give his receivers time. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go with Joe Burrow at five to one. Are you sure? Okay, so you're locking that in? Yep, yep. That's my anytime touchdown. I'm going Joe Burrow five to one. Okay. Uh, so for me, I'm going to go back to the passing prop here for Burrow. And I was kind of wondering which angle I wanted to take, but I think I'm just going to go with the safest option. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow over in pass attempts. And the number that I saw was 34 and a half. I found another book with 36 and a half. So you can find a middle right now if you really want to try to get it to, uh, to complete a uh, two attempt a middle, but the number's too low. He's mm. attempted 36 in each of the first three games and Miami secondary shot. So Cincinnati should try to throw the ball because running the ball hasn't worked for them. I think Burrow's going to try to air it out. I think they'll throw a bunch of passes. Give me Burrow over 34 and a half pass attempts at minus 114. And going to my anytime touchdown uh, person, I have a couple options, but I'm going to go back to the guy that I trust the most. He's plus money. It's not a big plus money price, but he's still plus money. I'm going to take T. Yeah, baby dog. I'm going to take T. Higgins at around plus 140, uh, trying to see if I could find a better price quickly. I believe it's just going to be plus 140. Yeah, yeah, that's what I see at several books. I just think that Higgins is always going to be targeted in the red zone. He should have had a touchdown last week, which means he should have had back-to-back weeks with touchdowns. But he's an extreme matchup problem. And while Chase relies on explosiveness, which works definitely well for him, Higgins is really a jack-of-all-trades. He has some explosiveness. Mm -hmm. He has some physicality. I think that he can create matchup problems in any situation, including one-on-one fade routes, back shoulder throws. I think there's a lot of different routes that he can run in the red zone, even over the middle where he can be targeted. I'll take him to score at any time at plus 140. All right. There you go. You have all our bets for the Thursday night football preview. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? No, not really. Looking forward to a good game. This one on paper has the makings of one. So hopefully we actually get some touchdowns in the first half. I would love to see a high scoring game on primetime again. Like I would absolutely love to see that. All right. Other than that, I mean, well, make sure you subscribe to everywhere. Subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to the NBA. Subscribe to the tennis. Subscribe to WBA. Subscribe to the College Experience. Subscribe to everything in the network. Make sure you leave a review for us in the NFL Gambling Podcast section as well. He's at Rational Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore next week we have the colts at the broncos well that sounds like a snooze fest already sounds miserable yeah so please 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 give us points not because i'm on the over two but please 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 give us points this week because next week it, i i don't see it at all other than that i have no idea how i'm in the show so we're just gonna end it out like this we're out of here